Hello and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Treason No Plot. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Say hello! Hello! I too am here. Nice sleepy group tonight, including me, so who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, if we make some mistakes and we like roll things or forget to add things on there, uh, yeah, we're sorry. Feel free to scream at the podcast. I'm sure they do that anyway. <laughs> oh, definitely. I know I did when I was a listener. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I scream at myself when I listen back. I'm like, the fuck did I do that for? <laughs> uh, yes, they will be reprising their roles as Tommy Hawkins, our gunslinger rogue, Sophia Landrin, our fighter cleric, and Rogar McLeod, our paladin sorcerer. And... Well, I think the last couple of sessions have been uh, almost a bit of a wind down and starting to ramp back up again after our uh, big blow off at episode 100. So we did a lot of story, a lot of role play, a little bit of rolling because this is D&D. And I mean, to recap, you guys, you learned a lot about Oswald. <laughs> Maybe oh, yeah. He was first going to tell you, but ah, turns out... Our good halfling wizard friend is eh, maybe has a little bit of a dark past. He uh, may have worked for and, in fact, greatly helped the Illuminated for years, many years. As it turns out, he's way older than any of you could have guessed. And he had some words of warning about both them and specifically some points to Rogar as he saw almost a few parallels between the, his life and uh, our friendly neighborhood paladin. But. That aside, he told you what he would like you guys to do, and that's to deal with this upcoming war. He gave you some tools in terms of knowledge, um, what might be coming your way, and kicked you out of his house because he was sick of talking to you. Actually, like, booted us out. I mean, as, as, as wizards are wont to do. He hit his uh, social quota for the day and was just done with you at that point. <laughs> yeah, he kind of did a, a Doctor Strange and just, like, pushed us through a ring. As did he? No, he's just like, yeah, I'm done with you. Go away. Like like I said before, wizards are incels. Uh, They just (laughs) are. (laughs) That's about as sociable as you get one. Hey, 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 what about Paul? You never know. What, They might have some fun. Yeah, you never know. You didn't ask. He has fun with his house. Paul Paul the wall. Um, Well, I mean, he might do, but, but Paul still isn't not well he is kind of sentient i don't know i mean it seems seems oh, more him. like more like he's, he's effectively his version of a blow-up doll so you know robo bride we treat our patreons well <laughs> <laughs> hey i'm i'm not not i'm not nothing to do with paul paul <laughs> just because we name characters after you doesn't mean they're anything like you it's true. Very true. <laughs> there should be a disclaimer there on the Patreon there. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it most notably means is uh, an NPC has shown up that I wasn't expecting, and therefore they get your name. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he kicked you out of the house, and with Solara in tow, who he you know he gave a few words of support with uh, dealing with her lack of memory and kind of pushed her in your direction because he probably just didn't want her in a, in the house anymore. And you guys made your plans. And there was a bit of a divide on what was the biggest priority. 
So Rogar wanted to head back to Milshire, pick up the refugees, Emric, the guards, and kind of do a big detour that way. And Tommy was more in line of, well, let's get through the forest and get to the fortress first. And you decided, you know, in the good old D&D spirit, let's split the party. I mean, that's, that's clearly the smart move, always. Always. That's never failed us before. Yeah. You mean other than every time we've done it? Apart from yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, even, even when we're forced to split the party, it still doesn't work out well. So now we've got uh, Rogar flying on Dwayne back to Milshire, and we've got Tommy, Sophia, Solara, and R4 making their way through the forest. So I guess we're going to pick up as Rogar flies away. So, I mean, if you've got anything to say to each other at this point. Rogar, come back. <laughs> Is it too? Order on the screen. I would. I would assume I've already gone. So. But I think I think we I think we've got an option to like if there's anything we want to say to you before you go. But I don't think we can realistically now, um, now decide without metagaming horribly that you should probably stay. No. But I don't know if there's anything we want to say to you. I mean. Or I could shoot at Dwayne and make Rogar fall to the ground so he could help us with this encounter. We don't know there's an encounter coming yet. And Shut up! <laughs> no I think meta gaming. I think what we should um, except yeah, except every week. But um, <laughs> what, what I think we should yeah, maybe just before he goes, like uh, I might just say uh, something something along the lines of, yeah, Rogar, if you get a get a good like look around the area or something like that, if you see anything anything worth warning us about, just uh, you know, send us a send us a message. Yeah, yeah, of course, bro. Oh, mate. Well, uh, yeah, just do it. Give us a bit of a, do a little fly around, fly about up here before <laughs> you head off. Seems like a good idea. Do a little scout, and then we'll see you later. Sounds like a plan. Oh, yeah. mate. Well, uh, yeah, we see you at the tree line. Um, yeah, just don't get yourselves killed. It'll be fine. Well, same to you, mate. Don't get shot down. Can't Have die. A... Oh, you you say that, but uh, we'll find out. Still, yeah. don't, still, still don't, don't want to see what you come back as next time. <laughs> I just kill you to find out. I'm sure I'll be fine. All right, mate. Well, uh, safe flight and all that. I'll, 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 I'll proffer my hand to, towards the hand that isn't fucked up. You know, they are both fucked up now. Are they both fucked up? Pretty sure. Oh, I thought it was, just, I thought oh. it was just, just, just the one that you could give the creepy touch to. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have claws in both hands now. Oh, it's okay. just I have to choose to attack you. Oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll offer a fist bump then. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> fist bump sounds cool. Yeah, cool. I'll you, yeah, offer a fist bump up and then, um, yeah. Yeah, we'll fist bump and then I'll shoot off into the air and do like a quick recon before I disappear. Don't sounds forget good. to wear your mask, you know. Don't want to get COVID. I can't take it off. It's <laughs> <laughs> so. the perfect protection. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, th- I, th- I thought we were out of that grey stuff now. It was all over. <laughs> Uh, yeah and I mean to mention there you guys are still not feeling great like it was obviously you thought once the grey was cured you'd just feel right as rain but it's having those lingering effects on your minds and I mean it's making you a little tense a little maybe more agitated than usual quicker to anger quicker to annoyance it's that that fraying on just the edges of your sanity and I don't mean that in the sense of full blown Rogar-style madness, but more in the just 
you don't feel yourself, and it's uh, a little disorienting, especially Sophia, who's been hit the hardest with it. But yeah, Rogar flies off, and you do a little fly around, and I'll say this, I mean, in the direct vicinity, you don't notice anything uh, unfortunate lurking in the bushes, but we are going to be traveling for a little while here, so Rogar is going to be making his way to the east, pretty much due east, and you guys are going to be heading north. So, what I want to know is, let's let's take this in uh, turns here. Rogar, are you just going flat out, or are you trying to be stealthy? I mean, I'll say this, you're flying above the tree line, so there's a limit. It might just be best to risk it and go full out anyway, because yep. people are going to be uh, pretty easy to spot you. <laughs> yeah, which is why I'm just pretty much going to go full out. I'm not, I'm not particularly worried about being spotted, because, you know... As far as I know, other than Tommy, there's, I've only ever encountered one other person with a gun. And I'm pretty sure that you know, I, I, I'm not too worried about um, you know, people loosing arrows from in the middle of a wood. Mm. You know, I mean, I'm hoping that you know, the, the sky, so to speak, is relatively well covered by branches and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. How high are you flying, out of uh, curiosity? Um... I don't. I don't think he can go thirty thousand feet. He's magic. <laughs> he can do what he wants. No. Yeah. <laughs> can I go thirty thousand feet? How high can I, I mean, go? <laughs> at a certain point, you will freeze and die. <laughs> so, I want to go. Rel- I want to go so high that I don't freeze and die. But since I'm already kind of half dead anyway, I'm assuming that I don't feel the cold too bad. So you know, I'm going. I'm going pretty darn high. So I'm like, landing it then. Uh, uh, let's say maybe like 500 feet above the tree I was going to say, yeah, three, three, 400 feet something like that. Yeah, if I can get yeah. to 500 then I'll probably do, I will probably do that. Because I say, I'm not I'm not particularly looking for anything in the wood. I'm literally looking for I'm getting to this place and I'm getting there as, you know, sharpish. Fair enough. So you head out at speed and maybe we'll catch up with you in a moment. But first... Let's swing around to our other party as they start clambering through these quite dense, quite dark in places woods. And I have to imagine, I don't know how much you're speaking to each other, but it must be a little bit of a tense walk as you're a, you're a man down. Solara is with you, but who can say how much she trusts you right now? Because she has no idea who any of you are. You're all a little bit getting on each other's nerves with this uh, wisdom drain saloon effect. And there has been danger in these woods and seemingly danger where you're going so uh, first up are you guys are you taking this as slow as possible all stealth the whole way or are you trying to get through it as quickly as possible or are you just a uh, just a stroll <laughs> um i'd say we, we we know we've got a bit of time because obviously rogar needs to get there get everyone crewed up and everything they're all going to be in carts so they're going to be moving you know potentially quicker than a, than a gaggle of civilians moving at foot pace but they're still not going to be moving very quickly Mm. Um, so I think I think we've got a little bit of time to move a bit bit slow, a little bit more cautiously. Uh, Tommy's probably going to be um, going to be heading up, maybe um, maybe kind of to get away from everyone else a little bit. He's obviously, he's 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 already generally generally fairly irritable. So and we, um, and we don't have Rogar, so we could stealth it. So I mean, I'm thinking that I mean we we do have R four, but if he, if he if he follows up the follows up the rear a little bit, yeah, um, I can I can head head up the front or. Um, we could just sacrifice him, and he could just be out there, 
Yeah, he could, but I don't want to sacrifice R4. <laughs> so, so, no, let's we'll put him bringing up the rear. Um, I'll scout ahead a little bit, you know, within within eyesight of the others, but um, far enough up ahead and moving reasonably stealthy enough that hopefully I'd spot things before they spot us. And I'm, you know, I, I guess kind of um, Solara and Sophia probably in the middle somewhere, but, uh, maybe talking. I don't know. Okay, so Tommy, you're you're ranging out a little bit, but I'd say if you want to stay in reasonable eye contact in these woods, you're talking like sixty feet ahead at most. But yeah, probably it gives you at least maybe an early warning on something. So, so if everyone's doing stealth, do mm. all make me some stealth rolls, please. Okay, there's um, R four with a massive three, Ooh, nine, <laughs> and Tommy with a twenty six. Yeah. Carry us. <laughs> You'd be stealthy like that, wouldn't you? Well, I guess our uh, uh, me- mechanical monstrosity marching along through the woods, um, you know. But hopefully, he's far enough back that that things aren't going to notice me, even if they hear our four. Yeah. So this will be this will be a little interesting because Solara also got a natural twenty, so twenty-two Ooh, nice. stealth. <laughs> nice. So so yeah. I mean, maybe it's her own uh, nervousness at the moment, but it's making her very quiet, and uh, she's being. Ex- exceptionally careful walking through these woods. Sophia and R4, not so much. I mean, maybe they're getting on each other's nerves, maybe they're snapping at each other as you guys go through the tree line, but you're making a bit of noise. And uh, Tommy, however, you're feeling pretty damn comfortable with the 26. So, as you're making your way through these woods, Tommy, you're a little bit ahead, so you will spot this first. And a few things are going to start taking place one after another here. Tommy, with your passive perception of a 19, as you're sneaking ahead, you do notice something a little bit peculiar just up ahead of you. At first, you wonder if you're coming along the um, site of some sort of small skirmish, as you see four large, seemingly looking corpse-like creatures, as big as ogres. In fact, as you're getting a better look at them, you would say they are ogres. And as you're feeling a little comfortable, I mean, I imagine with this level of stealth, you're kind of slinking down into the foliage and trying to get a good look. You see these corpse-like ogres starting to move. And you, well, you've seen plenty of zombies in your day. And these definitely look like the undead. However, what worries you isn't the ogres. They're milling around, picking through a few bodies that they may be brought with them to eat. But coming up just behind the zombies, you notice something that is reminiscent of the troll that you saw a few days earlier. Except this thing is large and bloated. It almost looks like a walking, pus-filled, ballooned-up version of a troll. You can see like small cuts on its flesh that are just weeping black ichor. And when it hits the ground, it kind of sizzles and burns away at the grass and leaves. These... Five creatures all seem to not mind each other. It's a little bit surprising, or at least it would be even more surprising if you hadn't learnt about this strange union that seems to be going on between various monstrous creatures. So it's a lot easier to put it down to something like that. In fact, you notice the bodies of the ogres are all painted with the same mark, and it's like a very 
stylized kind of skull done in white on part of their chest with, you would guess, maybe like a bolt of lightning behind. It's quite crude, but uh, they all seem to be bearing that mark apart from the troll. And yeah, that's what you see just up ahead of you, Tommy. They are not making themselves particularly stealthy, and you catch that. Mm. Now, unfortunately, the rest of your party have not been quite as stealthy. And, well, we're going to roll initiative, because as R4 and Sophia may be clanking through the woods a little bit, making a bit too much noise, both of them hear a low, bassy growl coming through the woods from behind them as they are set upon by two large direwolves. And I'm going to reveal the map for you all. Well, fuck. Thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah. Double encounter. So sorry, guys. You're not, though. <laughs> I'm really not. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a lot of ogres patrol. You've and used this map before. I have to use uh, maps again because I'm too lazy to keep sourcing brand new ones. <laughs> it's a woodland map. It's fine. It's a woodland map. Reuse assets. It's the best. It's the way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so up to the north of this map, in the direction you guys are going, you see the uh, nice collection of zombie ogres and a troll who you are pretty secure, Tommy. Have not seen you. In fact, I'll put you over here hiding behind a tree. Unfortunately, your party, they've uh, caught some attention. And I will say, this is interesting on how this kind of breaks out. Because the wolves got a 20 on their stealth. So they surprise you. Uh, the ogres and troll were not stealthy at fucking all. So they are, um, they're not going to do anything special here. Um, however, Sophia, Solara, and R4 are surprised. And technically, Tommy would be by this attack. So, how to play this? Because the ogres and troll would also technically be surprised by Tommy. Mm. <laughs> so, let's let's get some initiative out and we'll see how this plays out. I might rule this that um, the fact that Tommy is surprising while also being surprised kind of rules this as, as a, a clean slate. And you're not surprised and will be able to act this turn. Okay. The wolves will definitely be like Sophia, R4 and Solara will be surprised. Right. Which is not good for you. 20 in initiative. Ah, well done. Oh, thank you. You rolled it twice, but you did get the air. Yeah, because I have advantage. Oh, yeah. I, I like to think that, like, on the wind, Rogar hears a couple of, like, wolves, wolves howl, and um, he's just like, nope, and double down, doubles down and goes even quicker. <laughs> <laughs> well, it definitely would have made me come back, let's put it that way. Nope. <laughs> you didn't have fun last time, so... No, I did not. Uh, Though I did they... kill those two direwolves, so, you know... You did, you did, you did. You also didn't have uh, four trolls, four, four ogres and a troll, all bearing down at you at the same time, though. No, but I did have a guy with a rifle. Who actually missed you every shot, I think. Yep. <laughs> he rolled atrociously, which was a shame. <laughs> ah, a shame for you, maybe. <laughs> Things um, are coming up Rogar. <laughs> always coming up even, even when you don't know, you're still running away. 
<laughs> oh dear. Oh, so this is one hell of a turn order. We've got Sophia at 20, R4 15, Solara 12, Tommy 11, and then most of my guys just bringing up the rear here. My Venom Trolls at 8, Zombie Ogres are at 8, and the Direwolves are at 4. Which you guys should be happy about, because that means, Sophia, you're up first and you're surprised, but your surprise ends at the end of your round. So, you do nothing. Same with R4, and same with Solara. Tommy, as I say, I'm going to kind of rule this, that your surprise is cancelled out by the fact that you were also stealthing successfully. So I, mean, I will you, give you your turn. That, that, that kind of fits with the way D&D rules tend to work, doesn't it? You know, yeah. advantage cancels out. So right now, you've got a bunch of enemies in front of you who have not noticed you. So if you want yeah. to start trying to pick them off, then it would be as you would normally do. Or, I'll say this, make me a uh, make me a perception, just to see if you would notice these wolves sneaking up on your party. Okay. Actually, no, you know what, sorry. No, I'm going to ignore that. You wouldn't notice them because they successfully stealth past you. So right now... You're mostly concerned with the things in front of you. You don't know these wolves are about to start ripping into your friends. Okay. They, they beat your passive perception. That's I think that's the fairest way to say this. Okay, that's fair enough. And I'm not, not making a perception check specifically, so... Yeah. Uh, okay. So, let's... Let's use a grip point. Take a shot with the rifle on the big troll... And then I'm going to actually move further away, and then I'm going to use a bonus action to hide in the tree close to the front to my friends, as if I'm basically going to take a shot at this guy and then be like, "Come back to warn everyone." Okay, so shot with the rifle with advantage because I'm going to spend a grip point on it at the big guy, a 29 and 13 points of piercing damage. 13 points of piercing damage with a 29. Well. You'll be happy to know a 29 hits. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but the word's relieved, not happy. <laughs> uh, okay, so you watch as a bullet cuts straight through this strange pus-covered troll's just side, and it, it hits home, and you watch as just like a gout of that black icor just bursts from the wound and actually um oh actually I need to check something so many things oh <laughs> that's funny so you watch as this black icor bursts from this creature's wound and actually hits the two ogres next to him however they are undead and do not seem bothered by whatever that stuff is okay don't get hit by the shit cool uh Seem to kind of splash in a little um, aura around him, almost like a nope. weeping sword that burst. Don't want to get hit by that. So, um, right, remind me: did we rule that I can take another shot with my bonus action? I'm not going to, but if I, I believe so, yeah, yeah, we did. But I'm not going to because what I want to do is I want to pull back and into here, and I'm going to take another stealth check to hide in this tree down here, a bit closer to my allies. Mostly because I want to warn them about all this shit going up, going up the front, but I don't want to waste my action and not take a shot while I've got a chance. Yeah, so. I mean, they definitely hear your gunshot as that explodes across the uh, forest. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that when you know, you know, from a from a kind of 
sniper's perspective, they're now going to be drawn towards this tree where I've just taken a shot from, and I'm immediately relocating. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, a stealth check, a 20, which is actually not very good for Tommy, but mm. I'm hoping that's good enough. Yeah, seems a, a decent bit of hiding, but you're not uh, not impressed with yourself. Yeah, I guess I'm I'm trying to trying to reload my rifle at the same time. You know, I'm more more focused on that than actually the hiding. But you know, naturally stealthy anyway. Mm. Okay, that would be my venom troll's turn next, which is what this creature is called. And yep, so he was surprised. He got shot. He's not happy about that, but he was surprised. So that's his turn done. Same with the zombie ogres. My dire wolves, however. They are not surprised, and they are very happy to see a group of you. Ooh, what do they go for first? Well, I think one of them is going to charge right up to Solara, and the other one is going to charge right up to Sophia. Uh, they get, they're going to get right stuck in there, because, funnily enough, they have pack tactics, being a wolf pack and all. So, um, with advantage, the first wolf goes after Solara. And with a 13, Solara's incredibly shitty AC, that's a hit for 12 points of damage. She has terrible AC. Jeez. 12 and 13. Oh, yeah. She literally wears a rag. Spellcasters. No, it's like quite, quite, quite fancy robes that do absolutely no protection. It's so warm, alright? I mean, she's classy as fuck, but... Class, don't save that ass. <laughs> I mean, if, if we if we if we titled our episodes after um, quotes from that episode, that would be a good one. Definitely. <laughs> My three-word review is going to be much longer. <laughs> so yeah. So this the first of these wolves comes just bounding through the forest, and you guys are taken completely by surprise as. This one leaps at Solara, tears into her with its bite, and is going to attempt to drag her to the ground, so she needs to make a strength saving throw. Fifteen. So, she's not the strongest, but she just manages to uh, brace herself as this large wolf, like this probably about six foot long wolf, like it's almost up to your chest with its uh, on its haunches, barrels into her side and just takes a nasty chunk out of her and you can already see a bit of blood as the teeth that graze across her stomach and my other direwolf's coming for you Sophia uh 19 hits so that's 11 points of damage and I'm gonna need you to make me a strength saving throw as well 17 17 you uh back to back with Solaria both brace yourselves and you both take some damage but you uh do not get pulled to the ground which seems like a good thing Seems like a good thing. Yeah, I think generally, get, get, yeah, generally getting pulled to the ground and mauled by a wolf is not anyone's like cup <laughs> no. of tea, really. No. Yeah. Sophia, you're up. Righto. So I cast Booming Blade. You <laughs> 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 really missed that. Um, final death at the one that just hit me with my, and I'll take my shield out. Sentinel shield. So that raises my AC. Come on. <laughs> 17? 17? That is a hit. And that's 11 points of slashing damage as you cut a nasty uh, gash across this wolf's side. It's, uh, it's not happy about that. 
not a fiend or undead, is it? Uh, it is not. It is a large beast. Damn it. Right, I need to go get to the other things because I want to get some undead. I don't <laughs> think you want to. I don't think you particularly want to hit them. Why not? Are you running away? I'm um, just saying they tend to explode in black stuff. Oh. Maybe it's just a big one. I don't know about the others. Yeah, you don't know yet. I've only shot one. Yeah, I mean, it was full of ooze. Uh, mm. I hit again. Woo! Natural 20, in fact. Whoop, whoop. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> that gets uh, that out of the way. <laughs> so it's that an extra 13 points of damage nice you uh, really lay into this wolf for uh, taking a chunk out your side <laughs> yeah it was, wasn't wasn't called for was it really I mean, we weren't doing anything yeah you guys come up to you bite you <laughs> yeah I mean you wouldn't really expect two wolves to set upon your party like this but you notice they seem pretty well trained and despite you dealing a nasty chunk of damage to this first one, it seems willing to continue the fight, which is a little bit surprising. But R4, uh, you're up next. Kind of wanted to move. Oh, you can move if you like. Sure. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, I should have to give R4 advantage. Okay, you're going to take an attack of opportunity then from the other wolf as you try to circle Oh, was I? Oh, one. yeah, I was in base with him, wasn't I? Oh, twat. Mm -hmm. I'm not moving then. Well, I think you just did. You can't oh, what? take it back after I say oh, I'm attacking you. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> well, okay, okay, fair enough. But it, it's not entirely clear on the battle map. I guess well, it is. Okay. They, they I did say they were square. next... So I did say they were next to each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah it's fair enough. <laughs> okay. Mm. And hey, you don't know these things. <laughs> Which is, also means this is with advantage as well. So a 20. Oh, yeah. Eight points of damage. And do me another strength saving throw. I don't wanna. See if he can uh, drag you to the ground. Why did I want to give Thema Bob advantage? He already has advantage on the one with Solar anyway. Oh, fuck off, Matt. Sorry. Uh, 16, you're okay. This thing snaps at your ankle and it hurts as it drags its vicious teeth down your leg. But you roll out of the way and manage to uh, avoid falling to the ground. And then now it is R4's turn, so go for it, R4. What are you up to? All right. Well, seeing as Sophia's just moved there, I'm going to attack the one that's attacking Sophia. It's, it's also the one that's most heavily damaged as well. So if we can finish one off, then we can all crowd around the other one. And R4's not aware of any, anything else going on. Seems like just two wolves attacking them. We can handle this. So... R4 is going to use his gunpowder spear. Mm -hmm. Two-handed attack. He's not going to do the explosive power on, on this attack. But he does have advantage. So a 19 and 4 damage. Mm, not the uh, not the greatest hit. You just kind of graze across this creature's spine as it's turning to snap Sophia. But you do hit and do do a little bit of damage. It's looking pretty hurt. I don't think he can do much else, unfortunately. Yeah, Does he not right a second? No. He, he only know. has the one attack, unfortunately. Oh, poo head. I know. Yeah. I need to give him need some upgrades. <laughs> I do need to give him some upgrades. Yeah, maybe maybe we, maybe we should level up. Two short gunpowder spears or something, one in each hand that he can use dual wield. At least he get a second attack. Because he has nothing. To get to that... Go on. I was going to say you need to get to that fortress and see if it has a workshop. Yeah, that'd be cool. Mm -hmm. So 
That's uh, all for his turn. Solara. She's not in the happiest of positions, right next to a wolf. Um, what's she going to do? It's a, it's a good opener for her. I think she might... She is going to sidle around the wolf a little bit, try to line up these two in a row, and I think she's going to go for Agonizar's Scorcher. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. So, we've not used this one in a while, so she slams both her hands to the ground, and a line of roaring flame, 30 feet long and 5 feet wide, emanates from Solara directly in front of her. And each creature in this line needs to take a dex save or take 3d8 fire damage. She's not going to cast it at higher levels, though. I mean, these are just wolves, so... Okay, so, do some deck saves. So, the first one gets a 15. That is not good enough. And the second one gets a 13. Also not good enough. So, the one directly in front of Solara takes the 9 points of fire damage and singes a bit of its fur. This is uh, not pleased. The second one, however, is completely engulfed in the flames. And, thanks to the helping hand from R4, is done for. Hey... Smell of roasting wolf. You did something R4. <laughs> Thank you, father. <laughs> I mean, shh, I'm hiding. <laughs> father, why are you behind that tree over there? Not now, R4. Is this the thing you call stealth? I tried it earlier. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually taking a wee, aren't you? <laughs> well, Tommy, I mean... Yeah. yeah. No, no, Tommy's actually freaking out a bit because this is as close as he's ever been to trees before. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's try, trying to keep it keep it cool, keep it down, you know. But it's weird. It's, like, if he touches it, it's like, it feels organic. <laughs> um, so, Tommy, it is your turn, though, as you are hiding behind a tree. Uh, well, can I see the wolves yet? Uh, you can see the wolves now, yes. The the surprise and the fact that you're a lot closer to them and they are actively attacking your party. Your party's blowing up part of the forest with spells. They're howling and gnashing their teeth. You can definitely see and hear them. Okay. Um, I'm going to... I'm going to move back again um, to about here. So I'm still in sight line of the ogres. And... I'm going to shout to the others, uh, guys, as I'm running along, uh, bigger problems, bigger <laughs> fucking problems, uh, we got four ogres and some big fucking troll thing, all of them look mean, all of them look pretty undead, uh, kill the fucking wolf, hurry up, and as and then I'm going to sort of turn, drop in the middle of my run, take a another shot this time I won't spend a grip point because unfortunately they're a little bit more limited now. Mm -hmm. um, Feeling that a uh, wisdom drain. Yeah. With the um, so just a straight up shot. Uh, a seventeen and twenty eight on the big boy. Oh, on the ventral. Okay, yep. seventeen is good enough. This thing is not wearing any armor. It is a big waddling sack of pus. <laughs> and, a, <laughs> and a very tasty twenty eight points of piercing damage on that. Yeah, it's a, that's a nasty hit. You watch as the bullet basically punches straight through this thing. Um, you do notice, however, much like the other troll you fought, this thing's wounds do start to close back up. Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep hammering damage at it if I can. Uh, I know it's we kind of need to hit it with some 
some fairly serious stuff. Um, but what I learned from the last troll was that fire pretty good against them. And um, fortunately, Solara's back. Indeed so, um, so yeah, I'll pump the shot into him and I'm going to drop back into... Um, actually, I need to add my um, my sneak attack to that you because I was do. shot yes, from hiding, wasn't it? I should have done that last time as well. Well, but, uh, no, sorry, it's a shot with advantage. No, oh, no, it's both, isn't it? It, it would have been because I was... Good stealth. Yeah, because stealth, yeah. If you, if you start in stealth, I think you... Don't you? I'm pretty certain, yes, though. We can check it quickly if you want. Uh, I always forget with rogues and sneak attack. I know you get sneak attack anytime you get advantage. Yeah. On it, like the first time on a turn. And I think there's another condition for it as well. Uh, beginning at first level, you... Uh, so when you, when you attack from stealth, you gain advantage anyway, don't you? Uh, you do, yes. So, yes, you should be getting so, your sneak on this. Yes. Cool. I'll, I'll, I'll forget about the last one because I forgot about it last time. Um, and it's just... I think it's just 1d6 at the moment. So, extra d6 on that. Uh, another four points of damage. Not bad, taking that to 32 points. Not bad. Was a cracking shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. And then, yeah, bonus action to, to hide again as well. I'm going to try and get these um these to all be um the next shot, hopefully, as a um, sneak attack as well. So I can try and try and get advantage on all these shots. Make them all count. Did so you get an extra grip point again? I've forgotten. Uh, I need to uh, get a critical hit or kill something. Okay, cool. I think I'll double check that as well because, again, it's been a while. So, uh, roll for stealth again. Uh, an 18, which is, I think, is almost as low as I can go. So, again, mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm running around, I'm trying to reload the rifle, I'm, I'm moving about. Not the best. Not the best indeed. Okay. So with an 18, eh, not not as good as usual, but you sink deep into that uh, cloak of elven kind and hope for the best. Now, as you're ducking your head down, Tommy, and you're keeping an eye on that troll, it's almost like when you fire your rifle, you hear that like ringing sound that goes out through the whole forest. And then you swear, just on the, the edge of perception, you hear it again like an echo and a bullet comes flying towards Solara. Oh shit, he's found us. Cool. Oh shit. And with a 21, Ooh. dealing 22 points of damage, Solara takes a bullet to the back, and she was not expecting that. Well, that fucking hurt. <laughs> Did a bit. Down to, uh, well, losing health points kind of rapidly there. But yeah, Tommy, you hear a very familiar ringing sound kind of echo back at you through the forest. And you almost have that moment where you're back in your vision, running through the woods being chased by wolves with someone taking shots at you. But it is unfortunately the Venom Troll's turn next, which means he heals up a little bit. Good for him. And he's going to start making his way towards the person who keeps fucking shooting him and hiding it. <laughs> <laughs> So, how far can he get? Like, he doesn't really know where you are, but he's going to dash in the direction he's getting shot from and hope for the best. Run. Yeah, I don't. I, this doesn't feel like a, an encounter we can win now with, with Shooty Man taking chunks out of us, as well as all this shit. 
Norm um, norm normally, I, I wade into combat, and I've got a sense of confidence. You know, it's it's the gang. We we can we can yeah. we can take on most things. But another a guy with another gun. Well, that's the a thing. Guy with a gun who you can't see. That's the thing. And the ogres, they're just going to follow their leader and do the same, really. So they're all just going to actually I need to double check how far is the ogre move. Zombie ogres are also thirty. Gonna have to kill that wolf, and then then but, I might have yeah. a plan. Yeah, but I'm also wondering. Okay, it hit Solara's back, so where was she facing? Uh, she was facing to look at the wolf, because she just finished casting a spell Okay, hunt. so yeah, that's a good way to go, then, Tommy. Away from that. Oh, hey, away! The bullet came roughly in maybe slightly, slightly east of the direction you're heading to get through the forest. So, north northeast of where you guys are. Okay. My uh, horde of zombies and the Venom Trolls start making their way towards you as quickly as they can shamble. And it is the Diabol's turns, uh, and there's only one left. He's not in a great position, but he is going to attempt to attack Solara. Now, without pack tactics, so straight roll. And an eight! Ooh, he, he does not do well. That is a swing and a miss for my unfortunate direwolf as he snaps his jaws at Solara and she just dodges out of the way. <laughs> just more out of panic than skill. But that's its turn because it can't really do anything else. Sophia, you are up with a freshly uh, flambéed direwolf in front of you. What are you doing? I will say this. You can now see the shambling horde. It's only a few, like maybe 30 feet away from you. And there is a, a mass of zombies heading your way. Obviously, I see Solara get hit, which freaks me the fuck out, because I know that wasn't Tommy, right? You hope. <laughs> I mean, I'll say this. You hear an explosion and a just a burst of blood comes from Solara's back. I mean, yeah, I hope Tommy didn't shoot her, but he is hiding. <laughs> <laughs> Behind but a tree. You, 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 you didn't see me on the way to my hiding spot when I shouted at you to kill the wolf, so... Yeah. You know, mm. maybe. Things um. happen in woods. Tommy's going nuts. <laughs> hey, I don't like the tree, but <laughs> I don't start like killing my friends just because I'm, I'm not liking the tree. Right. I say, well, Solara can't run actually, because then she'll get attack of all. But juicy. Um. Anyway, I will go up to the last direwolf, and I don't have a advantage. That's that's sad. You would if you just moved there. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry. Because it's a square kind of don't yeah. Cool. Let me attack with final death. So you run forward with your uh, blessed bastard sword. What? Holiest of Kalemvor. With 18. an eighteen you hit. You hit. Five points of slashing is a bit uh, Pitiful. A bit lackluster. Yeah. I ain't great. Okay, go again. Oh my god. With hey, damage. <laughs> Slightly better. Um, so, get, yeah. I might action surge because that's oh. pissed me off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Because I really want to get her away because she's been hit and she doesn't remember who she is. <laughs> it kind of feels a bit mean. You know, been a bad day for her. Yeah, she's 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 she, she's been she 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 doesn't remember much. What she remembers is, is waking up in a in a wizard's tower, and then being shot. I mean, it's not it's not the best. Not the best life so far. Finding out she had a girlfriend. Yeah, <laughs> true. 
Well, sorry, they haven't labelled it. Yeah, the unlabeled friendship. So she's pretty much just confident that you've slept together and now she's worried like, crap, she's seen me naked and I've never seen her naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you imagine, uh, it's just a one night stand, she just turned up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, a third swing with the final death that's uh, glowing holy bastard sword and yeah 16 hits and eight more points of slashing damage this thing is cut up it you are tearing <laughs> chunks of fur and blood and muscle off this thing but it's still alive oh come on <laughs> one lap 13 13 isn't good enough oh uh, my fucking god your arm must just be getting tired on the fourth swing as the sword it kind of hits but you're not strong enough to push through this thing's natural armor it's hide it's just too tough even with such an impressive sword, the magic doesn't carry it through. Ugh. That really pisses me off. But I'm not going to do anything about it. <laughs> right, guys, I have a cunning plan. <laughs> really? Oh, I do, yeah. Um, but it's our force turn. It is our force turn. What's our force doing? Uh, he's going to stab the fucker. Does he have advantage diagonally? I think he does. Uh, yeah, I mean, with large creatures, it's... As long as you're kind of flanking you can, Yeah, if you can roughly draw a line from one side of the creature to the other, it counts for the flanking rule. Okay, going R4 with the Gunpowder Spear, two-handed. 24 and six points of damage. That is a very good hit. But my limping, wounded dire wolf, it takes a nasty stab through one of its hind legs. Its paws kind of lift up in the air, just cradling it just a small bit, but it's still alive. Kill it, Sonora. Father, I have failed you. That's alright, mate. You hit it. That's, that's, we're getting better. It's okay. <laughs> Solara, what is she going to do? Uh, she's in melee range, which she does is not, not like. Cool. <laughs> she does not like. Uh, she has cantrips that are good in melee. Mm. Okay. She's going to use one of her cantrips that um, doesn't require an attack. And it's one I don't think she's ever even used before, but uh, it's a little situational. She's going to use Frostbite. So she's going to cause a like a wave of numbing frost to form on this direwolf. And it needs a con save, or it's going to take uh, six points of frost damage. When it gets disadvantage, it fails as well. Indeed. Uh, so, con save on the direwolf. So it's a pretty good con. But it also doesn't need it when it rolls a natural 20. 22. Um, We're not yeah. doing well. Passes its save, it takes no damage. So it shakes its fur and the frost just uh, falls right off. You say something there, Buckle? Sorry, I just I just uh, reiterated flows. We're not doing well. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are, not, we are not. My plan hinged upon you killing the tire wolf. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Hey, 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 I had another round at it and it's still not dead. No, I know. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you in on what I was going to do. Now it's my turn. All right. So, um, my old buddy Rogar gave me a little gift when he returned. I did. Uh, which is the Dust of Disappearance. Mm-hmm. Which was the plan. Everyone within 10 feet becomes invisible for 2d4 minutes. That would have been a good plan. <laughs> Should have got us off the map. Yep. 
Fireball! Sorry? <laughs> Ninth okay. level fireball. No, don't. Well, I could, but then we're still going to get sniped. Um, <laughs> so... Um, what you doing, Tommy? The zombie horde is bearing down on you. Your friends suck too much to kill one wolf. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting the team on your back here. Uh, so I can come and kill the wolf, but then I can't cast the Dust of Disappearance all over us. Unless I can. Action search? No, it's an a action. Well, yeah, you'd have to action yes, search. Yes, that's do what I mean. So, it, so it's it's hinging on me killing the wolf. Or sucking as and well. Then, and then action surging. Otherwise, we're just going to have to fight long enough to maybe get us all in 10 feet of each other and not anything else within that 10 feet to disappear mid-combat and then bugger off. I mean, all so, those things could work. All those things could work. Let's see if I can do this. So let's see if I can kill a wolf and then get within 10 feet of all of you, which I think is about where the middle of the wolf is. <sighs> okay. <laughs> right, let's see, am I in range, first of all? Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna move up a bit, mm -hmm. shoot the wolf twice, and then... Yeah. Only once. Okay. Sorry? I got... Hopefully it only needs once. Hopefully it only needs once, but I could miss. Right, okay, let's move up to here. So this is this is all this is all based on the fact that that we are going to run away, and yeah. <laughs> I think I think we're we're justified in our decision. I think we could have taken the wolves and the sniper. I think we could have taken the um, ogres and the uh, what was he called? This something that the venom troll. Venom troll. That's it. Could have probably possibly taken all them as we were both together. Less sure. I, mean, I don't want to be ha hacking away at these um, these ogres getting absolutely beaten to shit and then being sniped in the back of the head just before we kill the Venom Troll. So yeah, Tommy doesn't like running away, but at this point, having seen that sniper shot, knowing there's someone else, someone else out there with a gun, I'm not liking that at all. And I'm actually thinking I know roughly which direction it came from. So part of me is thinking if we go invisible, maybe we should move that way see if we can get the drop on him. Mm. So yeah, that's my plan. Okay, right. Let's take a shot. And with the last rights, uh, do I actually know? I'll, I'll, yeah, I'm. I'm still stealthed, so it's an advantage shot anyway. Uh, a twenty-five and nine piercing damage. Twenty-five hits and nine is good enough to put this poor direwolf out of its misery. <sighs> it's not sure. like you scored um, high on the damage, though, is it? No, no it, had, it had three health left. <laughs> None uh, of us scored particularly high on the damage. That, that last swing, if it hadn't have missed, you did 10 damage, and that would have been enough to kill it. <laughs> oh. Fuck off. Right, <laughs> so I'm sorely tempted now to pump my uh, second shot and bonus action shot before I take my action sedge at one of these ogres. Um, but that might be a waste of ammunition if we're running away. Man, indeed. These are the... Uh... The things you must weigh up as a gunslinger. Yeah, do I do it anyway? Just because I want to fucking shoot him. Ah, oh, blood's up. But no, no, I need to get everyone out of here. And I need to find find this sniper. And I need to disarm him because there can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. Yep. Yeah, so into the middle with everyone. Can I get there? Somewhere within ten feet of everyone. Uh, yeah, five ten to Solara. Yeah. Five, yeah. Ten. Fine. Okay, fine. And I'm going to cast the Dust of Disappearance over us all. Okay. And uh, I'm going to kind of shout to everyone just before I do that. 
Right, I'm going to throw this shit all over you. We're all going to be hidden for a bit. Let's fuck off towards where this guy shot you from, which I think is due east. Uh, we'll get into hiding somewhere and we'll see if we can sort it out. Try and get far enough away from these fucking ogres that they um, de-aggro. Alright. And then, as I'm saying that, I'm lobbing the dust. And it is 2d4 minutes. So, yeah. so you, uh, Six throw. minutes we've got. Mm. Okay, so you pull out Rogar's uh, gift from the dark vaults of Sarnath. You open the dust of disappearance and you just grab all of it, throw it up into the air above you. And as this twinkling, almost starlight-style dust starts to fall upon you all, you watch as you all instantly fade from view, covered by invisibility. For six minutes. So... See each other? No, you cannot. I'm going to hold on to people's hands. Yeah, I mean, that's fine. You guys all hold each other's hands. Now, as you guys are choosing to run away, this is how we're going to do this. Um, you're invisible, but that does not mean they can't find you. So we'll finish this round up and we'll see how it goes, because funnily enough, all my guys go next. The sniper, I would rule with invisibility at the range he sat at. There's no way in hell he would be able to know exactly where you all were. So I'm going to say he's not going to waste the shot. The Venom Troll. The Venom Troll is slightly different, for it has keen smell, and it was spying a bunch of uh, tasty bags of flesh not too far away from it that just disappeared. So it is going to see if it can find you. So I'd like all of you to roll me stealth with advantage, and we'll kind of weigh that up against his perception. So I'll roll Solara. 16. 26 from Tommy. 20 from Solara. What's our four? Just rolling now. A 17 from... 17. Nice, guys. So it's not too bad. So let's see if the Venom Troll can sniff you out. This is going to be difficult for him. He's not got the best perception, but he does get advantage on uh, smell, thanks to his keen smell. So do I get... You watch as the Venom Troll sniffs the air. <sighs> it says something in giant which, unfortunately, I don't think any of you understand. In fact, I'll just double-check what Solara knows, because I don't think she does either. No. She knows Orcish and Primordial. Interesting. Helpful. And you watch as the Venom Troll heads in your direction, Sophia. Sniffing, trying to find you. Why am I holding my breath? <laughs> as it cannot see you, but it can definitely smell you. It's going to do something. Damn it! Ooh, that's bad. Ooh, very bad. You watch as the Venom Troll takes its claw and slices it across its own stomach. And it's going to take Ooh. a little bit of damage from this. Gross! Ooh. Yeah, this is a gross-ass creature. It's going to take a little bit of damage. Take six points of damage to cut itself open. But in doing so, you watch as more of that black icor just bursts from its stomach in a 15-foot cube. I'm going to say directly in front of it, so it actually doesn't hit Solara. It only knows where Sophia is, and it's doing a straight cube in front of it. So let's see what it can hit. 5, 10, 15, 15. It doesn't hit um, R4 either, actually, so it's actually just... Sophia and Tommy. 
are going to get covered by its venom spray. So I need the two of you to make me a constitution saving throw. A 19 from Tommy. 20. Fighters! Yes! <laughs> um, that's got to be good enough, surely. Uh, that's, that is good enough, which means you take half damage and you're not poisoned. But you would have taken 18 points of damage, you instead take half. So nine each, which not too bad. Nine poison damage. Could be worse. Could be a lot worse. But you're both covered in this horrible liquid. And that's the Venom Troll's turn as it points to its friends. And they're going next. So zombie ogres are going to start trying to close in on you. Now, I would rule here. This guy just splashed Sophia and Tommy. And these ogres, they're not very bright. So they're just going to start lumbering up. Not really certain where you are, and you are technically still invisible. Yeah. So they'll get disadvantage on any attacks they do. So they are going to attempt... First one is going to attempt to smash Sophia, as you're trying to wipe this Ikor off yourself to retain some level of invisibility. And with disadvantage, it swings its morning star. Uh, 24. Ooh. I'm in so... <sighs> I rolled a 15 and a 17 with disadvantage. Oh, that's that's bad. 11 points of damage. As yeah, unfortunately, we're, we're definitely running away. Even with invisibility, this thing's mace just slams down onto your side and you feel a few of your ribs just crack a little bit. Second one, it's going to take a swing where it can see Tommy wiping off some uh, Icor and again with disadvantage, 10. Yeah, swing and a miss. Tommy, a bit more used to being stealthy. And the last one, as it bumps into Solara in front of him. 17. Bloody hell. I didn't get the natural 20 on her, though. So that's Thank 11 goodness. points of damage. Ooh, Solara's hurt. We're trying to run away. You are trying <laughs> to run away. Please let us run away. Well, Normally it's Sophia, more successful than this. Yeah. I mean, you're still invisible. Um, I believe invisibility doesn't break when you're attacked. It doesn't. It's only when you attack. Yeah. So, yeah. So right now you are still invisible. They have an idea of where you are, at least the ones they just attacked and hit. So again, if they try to take reactions against you, it will be with disadvantage. Actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to change this because technically speaking, attacks of opportunity are only against creatures you can see. So you okay. can still slip away. I, like, they've hit you, so they know you're there, but they still can't see you. So they won't know if you're moving away or not. I, I think that's actually more accurate so you do not need to disengage you can just bolt bolt and we're, all, we're all going east we're going east yeah That's we're right. gonna try and circle around these we're, bastards we're, we're gonna try and try and see if we can see if we can get to the sniper maybe um and get far enough away from these guys before they they notice we've gone you know what's quite lucky is that we're all kind of our turn order is bunched together so we can all move as one <laughs> yeah i, I think, think, the, think the problem is, is if we leave the sniper He's only going to come after us. We're going to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we get. We, I think we have to go for him. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to take on him and these trolls because they hit hard. Well, the the ogres hit hard, and that troll is just fucking disgusting. <laughs> it so, is a big slimy sack of pus just walking towards I mean, you. Like, I, I, you're gone. It's just a horrible water balloon. Like as it moves, you can just see its belly and its like arms and its bloated legs just sloshing back and forth. It's horrible. Oh, fucking boomers. Uh... <laughs> it's very much a boomer. It is. 
Oh, okay. Well, yeah, we're just we're just gonna yeah just gonna have to get away from it. I, I don't mind taking these guys on, but I'd rather not be being sniped while we're doing it. So especially oh, um... especially with Sol the way Solara is doing, you know, I can tell what I could tell before I um drop the dust on that she was not looking great, and I I saw that thing hit her again. So yeah, we need to get the fuck out of dodge. So if you I mean if you guys are going straight east like as a party, yeah. Tommy and Solara will be off the map, and it would just be Sophia and R4 basically stood there, right at the edge. Yeah. With you two gone, is that what you're all kind of doing? This is your attempt at full retreat. Yes, basically. We don't we don't do this very often, GTMP. Um. Um. Not the four of us. Rogar does. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> We're already playing, and besides, you're you, you're already gone. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You've got your Yeah, now we, we, you pre-run away. <laughs> you can't run away if you never advance, you see. Your pal Rogar, always thinking. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love Rogar vision. I need to, it needs to be a thing. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's it's the only sensible route at this point. We, we can't fight a battle on two fronts when we can't see one of our enemies. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, I think that makes okay. sense. So we go around again, and again, um, the Wolfmaster, he's uh, my sniper in the woods, is not going to waste a shot on enemies. He can't even remotely guess where you are. Um, even if he may be quite perceptive, he can't just shoot invisible people in the middle of a forest. So he's not going to take the shot, and he's going to do whatever he's going to do. The Venom Very Troll. Good sniper, is he? What? Well, sh can't shoot people that he can't see. <laughs> I mean, Americans, they they just spray and pray. <laughs> well, bullets are a bit harder to come by, but you never know when you get close and he pulls out a Gatling gun. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you, you see, if if, 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 he's, if he was a true American, then what he'd do is he'd target us in, he'd, he'd ring up the airstrike, dial us in, <laughs> and then in about, two, in, in about two minutes, the entire battle map would just explode. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, so, my... Uh, my hungry Venom Troll is going to attempt to uh, locate you guys again. So again, Sophia and R4, make me some stealth checks, because you guys are the st one still close enough to be within his sniff range. With advantage, was that was, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, how's he going to smell a robot? Come on. A <laughs> <laughs> uh, 13 from R4. 13. Oh, boy. I'm fine. Yeah. So, you guys are also quite far away from him now, so this will work out a little bit differently if he does get your scent. So let's find out. With advantage, natural 20. He got a 22. Which is still not good enough to catch Sophia, but poor, clanking, smelly R4. <laughs> I mean, I don't, don't think R4 could have got a 22, so... It yeah. kind of doesn't really matter what he rolled. <laughs> I, I have rolled, what, like three nat 20s during this? I, I should I mean, be rolling against you guys tonight. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're running away, is all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> so, because of the distance, and obviously it's smelling you out and trying to find you guys, what I'm going to say, you are all running, and you're trying to get to where this sniper is. You think you're getting away, but as you're moving out of the area, you notice that the Venom Troll and his little posse of zombies still following behind you and that's where we're going to leave you guys with a semi-successful retreat and we're going to go and see what's going on with Rogar awesome. so 
Yeah, I mean, we're, we're skimming through time here because this whole trip to the end of the woods is going to take a few days. And this uh, first leg of the journey for our other group took a bit of time. But yep. Rogar, you're making good speed towards Milshire to catch up with God Captain Emmerich and see what's been going on over there. As you get too close to Milshire and you're starting to swoop down, you notice Emmerich is already out in like the town center trying to wave you down. All right, okay. So, um, yeah, I'll head down to meet him then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Bode well, does it? No. Yeah. But... Mm-hmm. You see the guards, the uh, Jeff and the surviving guards from Baradin. I think there was about five or six of them. They're running around Millshire, seemingly in a little bit of a frenzy. They've gathered up all the civilians. You can see the carts were already kind of built and loaded because Lucius had kind of pre-warned them that you guys would be showing up any day now. Yeah. And as you arrive, Emmerich comes over to you and says, Rogar, it's good to see a friendly face again. What's what's going on? Where's the rest of the group? Okay, Eric, my friend. I've come to, uh, well, lead us to them, basically. The idea is we're going to get to the edge of the woods and head straight for the fortress from there. Because I thought it's best not to waste time. They just wanted to send a messenger. But I thought, no, I'll, I'll come and make sure, you know, we've got a bit of backup and get us, you know, get us all out of here. That's good. Yeah, should move on as quickly as possible, I think. I sent out some scouts early this morning, and there was a hell of a lot of fresh knoll tracks nearby, and other tracks my men didn't really recognize. I think perhaps they're doing another sweep of the area. We need to get these people out of here. They won't survive at another attack. In fact, I'd even say we should try to convince the people from Milshire to come with us. Uh, I completely agree, to be fair. Um tell you what you start rounding up the people of milshire or get get you guys get get you guys to um gather quickly in whatever the biggest houses around here and you know we'll make our final plea and then we'll head out of here okay so it takes a little time and uh emrick is a little bit on edge as he's kind of trying to round people up and he takes you over to the what was once the tavern, it's in a, still under repair at the moment, but you see um, the, the citizens of Milshire that are left are all being gathered around it, and there's too many with your civilians from Varadin to all comfortably sit inside, so you kind of quickly have to make the call to maybe do this as out in the town square almost. Okay. And they are all gathered waiting for you. Rogar, is, apparently you've got something important to tell them. Okay, uh, I'm going to I get myself on like a little, I don't know, uh, I'm going to find like a bread box or something I can stand on. Um, and I'm just going to say, citizens of Varadin, people of Milshire, there is an imminent danger coming our way. I plead with all of you, come with me to safety and the land of prosperity. Place your faith in Rogar McLeod. <laughs> we it's have carriages. Not there. What? Hey, look, this is this is an impassioned plea, my <laughs> friends, and 
and you know I didn't rag on you for running away, so leave me to it. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. We, we we will endure the levels of smug that are emanating from you now. Smug. <laughs> I can see the grin in your face. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've lost my train of thought. Sorry, mate. <laughs> no, as I said, trusting Rogue on McLeod. That was it. Together, we can make Faradin great again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. When, when it's free from the dome. Maybe. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, that, I, I, I'm gonna, that's quite short to the point. So that's why I'm leaving it. Um, you know, I've, given, I've told them there's danger on the way. So, mm. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a clear slogan. Definitely. I'll give you that. Mm. Yeah, vaga. Me- me- memorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! <Isn't> what? <laughs> uh, Mavaga. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Rogar, do me a. I'd say from that you were kind of you weren't like overly laying into the fear side of this. You were more trying to pull them yeah. together. So I'd say give me a persuasion to see how much you kind of win them over as this being the the right kind of action. Is it? Is it... Is is this with disadvantage? Uh, it would be. They don't find you that inspiring. Yeah, that's great. With you. They're they're judgy people. I what can I say? Roll the five. <laughs> a five. Um. So the people of Varadin are kind of a little bit bored into this. You see, some of them are doing this a little bit reluctantly. Like they they're heading over to the, to the caravans. They're trying to load up the horses. They start moving, but a bit slower than you'd like. You you clearly didn't inspire them, and some of them may have even been considering settling down in Millshire. But okay. the mentioning of it's shit's on the way has kind of got rid of that idea and they're still a little bit shell-shocked from the war in Baradin, so the first thought of safety, they're going for that. The people of Milshire totally not bought into this. They have had no attacks since you've left, it seems. That's what you gather from speaking to Emmerich a little bit. Okay. Um, they're not really inspired to come with you, so they're kind of... They're not taking it like with the vigor that you would want. Okay. However, when you're spotting this and you're stood in front of them, you do start hearing the rhythmic thudding of drums in the distance. And as you look towards the um, northwestern path that leads leaves Millshire, you can see smoke rising across from the forest, and you hear Guard Captain Emmerich start shouting towards his guards, trying to get people to hurry up and start moving. Okay, so um, fuck the people of Billshire. Um, I'm I tried. Going to, I'm going to uh, allow them to die, um, and possibly even uh, sacrifice them. What? What was that? Sacrifice them. Well, I wasn't going with sacrifice. I was just kind of. Well, yeah. Well, I suppose we could say sacrifice. I was going to keep. Let's <laughs> not mince words here. I was going to keep some of it. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't really interested in sacrificing them. I was just going to try and like you know. I don't know, probably steal a child or so. so um, <laughs> more in the hopes that, you know, I can save them. Not, you know, but... You oh, know, okay. Clearly. It's kidnapping, but it's, but it's good kidnapping. It's, it's okay. good kidnapping. Yeah, so like like the little girl who's like left without her parents and shit. Yeah, mm. she's definitely coming with us. She's getting scooped. <laughs> yeah, she's getting bagged. She's getting bagged. Oh, please don't put her in the bag of holding. Not the bag of holding. Yeah, no, she's getting bagged. Just a just a regular sack, right? She's gonna die. 
<laughs> she won't if I let her out in a couple of seconds. Just, uh, just a quick tour to the uh, bag of holding for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, either way, whether it's whether it's the bag of holding or whether one of the guards catches her first and bags her with a normal bag, she's getting bagged. <laughs> I'll let I'll let I'll let you roll something to decide whether oh. I bag her or the elf bags her. Bloody hell! I I, I'm I, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> so as the terrifying um, abomination of a man called Rogar McLeod gets down from his little box and starts pushing his way through the crowd, seemingly intent on one small girl who <laughs> looks horrified as he's walking towards her with an open sack. <laughs> 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 Get uh, in my bag! Get in the sack! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna politely tell her, you want to live? Get in the bag. <laughs> With me, if you want to live. Exactly. She's a little shell shocked. Um, however, you do watch as bursting from the woods nearby, four gnolls come out of nowhere and start attacking the guards, and you see. Your guards put up a good fight and managed to drive them off, but it seems like the, the initial scouts of the gnolls are getting closer, and you can see already heading down the road towards you, just taking the most direct path, because these things have nothing to fear from these people, at least as far as they know. You can see a good maybe 40 gnolls heading towards Millshire, and do me a perception check. Uh, based on sight? Uh, yeah, it would be based on sight. With advantage, I rolled a six. Wow. Wow. That is Fuck me. Ferocious. I mean, we, we, we are not having the best of days, are we, mm. with the rolling? I'm too Cooks busy getting the girl in the bag. That's all I can is. <laughs> oh. do glance over, unfortunately, I mean, there's gnolls there. You maybe see even a few orcs, maybe even a troll, but you can't make anything out beyond that. I mean, maybe there's some important people out there, maybe there's not, maybe this is just a horde. But it looks incredibly dangerous, and there is nothing that is going to stop this horde from just scouring Milshire from the map. And you see Emmerich is stood a little distance away from you, closer to what essentially where you would leave Milshire, leading onto this road where the gnolls are approaching. And you can hear the war drums growing louder and louder. And you do start to, I assume, have your typical Rogar thoughts of, fuck, I need to get the hell out of here, fuck these people. Yeah, there's a little bit of, fuck, get out of here, fuck these people. But uh, I'm going to shout over to Emmerich um, to get the citizens of Varadin out of here. Mm-hmm. Because they were the ones who seemed to be moving. And see if you can get like like a bit of a crack on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and his uh, and get his guards to do something similar because I'm I'm assuming they've seen this coming. Yeah, these people now have not only listened to me tell them it's coming, they're now seeing it's coming. So I'm hoping they have a smidgen of a brain cell in there. Yeah, and they're going to start actually doing something. Mm. Like moving. oh yeah, they are panicking to fuck now. They are starting to scatter a little bit. It's it is chaos in Millshire. I mean, the people of Varadin, they are trying their best to get ready on the carriages, but with the smoke coming from the forests and these gnolls approaching, and maybe all unholy manner of other creatures that might be coming with them, because you do remember the gnolls were summoning demons in Millshire, that maybe bad things are on the way. And in fact, Rogar, you can't make these out very well because your perception is atrocious. 
Yep. Did you see things flying in the air above the Knoll Horde? We don't quite certain what they are. They're not huge, but you can see something flying up there. And yeah, in this absolute chaos that's going on, yeah, you're shouting orders towards Emmerich. He's trying to do his best. And you notice in the midst of all this chaos, Emmerich stops for a moment and says, Wait, who are you? And he pulls his sword at something behind you, Rogar. Something behind me? Yeah. Shit. Uh I turn around and throw a right hand or whatever's behind me. Okay. Make me a uh, an unskilled strength roll for uh, throwing your fist. An 11. An 11. You turn and you swing. And you see a woman. Probably in, I guess, mid-30s, maybe late-30s human woman dressed in armor. Um, a mix of armor and robes, in fact. She's wearing a long tabard. And you get the general impression that she looks a little bit like cleric or some sort of priest. But an armed and armored one, a bit like Sophia and the people who worship Clembor when they go out undead hunting. And as you swing with your eleven, she catches your fist in one hand and looks at you for a moment. You see her sort of dark brown hair is a little bit long coming to her, going down to her shoulders and she looks... A little unimpressed by that swing. And then as you're getting over the shock of seeing someone and you know, getting your adrenaline up on the attack, you notice on the tabard on her chest is the symbol of the Whispering Man. Oh, shit. And you hear her speak as she lets go of your fists and starts addressing the crowd. Fear not, people. I have come from the chaos all around you to deliver unto you salvation. You are assailed from all sides by hordes of demonic corruption. There is a darkness growing in this world, but you need not fear it. If you embrace it, you will be saved. You will be delivered. And I have come to show you that given, given the faith in this darkness, you can do extraordinary things. And she walks right past you, Rogar, heading towards this horde of gnolls. Ah, I'm getting usurped by my own people here. Um, <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, to be fair, I, I, I'm guessing, she, is she attractive? <laughs> is, she, is she like attractive to Rogar attractive? I mean, she looks like a typical human. So, to Rogar, maybe not. I'll show you what she looks like as I share a picture. Rogar's not picky. She's a bit too alive for my liking, but, you know. I'm thinking is, yes, a finally, a high-powered cleric who can heal my wisdom. Yeah, she, she, yeah no. <laughs> no, 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 definitely no, <laughs> um, well, I'm I'm probably gonna like slide all over to stand next to Emmerich, who I'm assuming is still brandishing his sword, just like she just fucked and left me alone. Yeah, uh, like, I, he is confused as hell as this woman just walks past the pair of you. <laughs> yeah, I'm I, I, I'm. I guess we're kind of both gonna be stood there, kind of jaws ajar, like a little bit like Joey and Chandler, like you know, just huh? Okay then. And uh, just watch and see what she does. Um, 
you know, I, I've got no reason to get in her way. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, yeah, okay, so if you're not stopping her, she walks through Millshire just directly towards this horde of gnolls that are screaming and crying out with just this blood-curling howls, and they are whipped into a frenzy, and they spot, well, they spot a, a buffet in front of them at this point. And they are breaking into a run towards Millshire. And she just walks straight up, calm as anything. And you hear her voice kind of yell out, seemingly again towards the people here, to make certain that they're watching whatever's going to come next. And she goes, When you embrace power, when you embrace chaos, there is nothing you need fear. And she puts both of her hands towards the ground, and she's going to cast Earthquake. And you watch as the ground leading out of Millshire begins to shake, and huge fissures break open. You see one of the buildings nearby actually starts to collapse, even though it's not in the direct focus of the spell. You watch as six large fissures open in front of her and multiple gnolls just drop straight into them. Their charge gets completely broken as these huge rifts start tearing through their ranks and they are instantly stopped. You see them just die in droves and whatever frenzy the remaining ones had is instantly blunted and they begin to retreat and you're well. just left looking at this ruin in front of you you see parts of the forest has fallen over as i say some of the buildings near her collapsed almost entirely and there's just these massive breaks in the ground in front of her I i'm going to swagger over like conor mcgregor and give her a well done bro slap on the ass oh <laughs> Does, does Rogar ever walk in any other way? Just wondering. I assume not. Yeah, yeah. probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to tell you all, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it, it fixes the image in your mind. That that kind of, you know, beyond cocky. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, as you start walking towards her, she seems to know that you're approaching before you even get close. And you just hear, It has been too long, Rogar and you watch as she turns around and something about the way those eyes stare at you is oddly familiar as she starts walking towards you and goes there is much for you to learn but that is why i am here it is time that we inspire your people and change this world she walks past you again back towards the people all is possible when you devote yourselves to true faith the gods of this world have failed to protect you. They have watched you suffer and die. I offer a greater path, a truer path. My name is Lysandra, and I will welcome each and every one of you who wishes to walk it with me. Yes! Yes! Gain. I don't know if you heard my audible gasp a minute ago, but <laughs> yes! <laughs> and... That's where we're going to end the episode. Yes! My, Everything's coming up, Rogar. My poor yes. survivors. 
Yes! Corrupted to the dark side by... Uh, and, we're, and we're just dropping 8th level fucking spells now, are we? <laughs> I mean, one person's dropping 8th level spells. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're welcome. I, d I don't want any of this. Yes! My fucking survivors. I, I dragged them out of that city, and now they're all going to turn to the fucking dark side. Um, you don't know. Depends how easily won over they are, and what sort of effort you might put into swinging them back. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. I can can um can fucking do anything about a woman who can just drop an earthquake on me anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Uh, earthquake's a fun spell. In fact, just so everyone at home is on the same page with that description, I'll uh, I'll read you what it does. Um, you create a seismic disturbance at a point on the ground that you can see within range. The range is 500 feet. Uh, for the duration, an intense tremor rips through the ground for a 100-foot radius circle centered on that point and shakes creatures and structures in contact with the ground in that area. The ground in the area becomes difficult terrain. Each creature on the ground that is concentrating must make a constitution saving throw. On a failed save, the creature's concentration is broken. Uh, when you cast the spell and at the end of each turn you spend concentrating on it, each creature on the ground in the area needs to make deck saves or gets knocked prone. And it causes 1d10 times 10 feet deep, 10 foot wide fissures to erupt in the land around like the area that's been focused on. And anything, any creature that is stout on a point where the fissure opens needs to succeed deck saves or just drop straight into it. And if it opens below buildings, it uh, causes them to automatically collapse. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Uh, my girl. Uh, I, 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 was, I was reading down through that spell. Uh, if, if, they get, if a creature gets um, within half the distance of the structure, it takes a dexterity saving throw on a fail save. Creature takes 5d6 bludgeoning damage, is knocked prone, and is buried in the rubble, requiring a DC 20 strength check to escape. Yep. DC twenty. I mean, these we we're, we're we're level ten characters here. These kind of spells are like, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're level nine. Well, level nine. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. We, 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 yeah, we, were, we were level ten in the other one shot. You're right. We were, yes. were level nine characters, and eight level spells are um, a bit scary. <laughs> yeah, I can't do anything above a second level spell. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've only got second level spells. I mean, admittedly, you guys multiclassed, but still, yeah, you know, um, even if we hadn't multiclassed, uh, we, we'd be doing fine level nine, fourth level, yeah, probably off the top of my head. Anyway, yeah, um, power creep is is scary. Don't like it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, arc two's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Those stakes they are a raising. Mm. Oh, it pays to be on the right side. Oh, it's gonna pay to be on the right side. It will. <laughs> Once. Someone Once nice. I mean, you guys wanted a cleric to heal your wisdom, right? Oh, uh, yeah. You know, guys, it's 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 a simple matter of pledging yourself to clanless Rogar. Oh yeah, you know, you know that's never gonna happen. Should we I mean, I mean, decide you, you, with the devils? Even, even. I have this option too. Even if we sided with the whispering man at some point in the future, which I don't see the risk doing, but even if we did, we still wouldn't pledge ourselves to you. <laughs> Why? Because you're one of us. You're You'd not be, better um... than us. You're just one of us. One of us. 
one of us. <laughs> I can just see Tommy like chanting Azrahim three times in a mirror and asking for a job application rather than signing the job. <laughs> yeah, but he couldn't sign the job application because he can't read. Just a, just a big X. <laughs> you can all fuck. <laughs> I hear the uh, the thirteenth spot in the Illuminators is open for uh, applications. <laughs> yeah, you know that'd be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, well, I uh, I hope that was a, a fun ending and a fun episode. So uh, if you wish to get in contact with us or support our show, we have a Patreon. We are on Patreon at patreon.com slash GTMP with a couple of different tiers on there with uh, different rewards available. And if you want to get in touch with us generally, we are on Twitter. I am there as at no, and my players are there at their player names with GTMP at the end of it. And if, I'm just going to turn you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice, as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on Lost Art Podcasting and the Lost Art Wrestling Podcast. They're available on all good podcast providers, and you can follow them on Twitter, at Lost Art Podcast and at LOW Podcast. And maybe one day, you'll find me in the Resgar Cafe on Resgar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK. Social distancing is advised. And if you want to hear more from me, I'm afraid you can't. But moving on to uh, Tommy's big book of weapons, uh, we are up to G. Uh, G is for great sword. Now, it's not really my kind of thing, to be honest. You know, it's more like a fuck off hammer, really, than a sword, in my opinion. But, you know, my, uh, I suppose mate's probably the right word. My mate Rogar. He swings one around with great aplomb, and he does quite a lot of fucking damage with it as well. So I'm starting to come around to the idea. You know, it's one of them weapons that you take a normal sword and you make it fucking bigger. And then when you swing it, it does more damage, generally. So I can get behind that. I like making things bigger. Wouldn't um, wouldn't wield it myself, you know. It's a bit too uh, awkward, cumbersome, a bit slow. But, you know, when it does connect, fucking hurts. So, all credit to Rogar. Great swords. And, as you've come to expect now, some of you may already have ended the podcast a bit. Because you know what's coming. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Another D&D joke. Are you ready, boys and girls? What's Never. the difference between a wizard and a sorcerer? What? Class. Oh, Jesus. Thank you very much. Thank you. Oh, God. <sighs> Could you go after me? Because I'm just cringing. Nope. Do your sign off with cringe. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I did cringe. <laughs> uh, today's episode is brought to you by the letter D for Dao, which is a variation of Genie from the elemental plane of Earth. Dao often run gen mining operations there or on the material plane because they are powerful supernatural or magical of the magical abilities genies are sometimes called upon or summoned by spellcasters to grant wishes or perform services for them so maybe we should ask get a dao to give us back our wisdom or just to beat up roga yeah so so, someone would say summoning them is elementary Oh, oh, God. Two for two, motherfuckers. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> 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 God. <laughs>
<laughs> well, on that horrifying ending, goodbye, everyone. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Bye. Hey, I'm Brad, and if you like D&D and fantasy stories with lots of magic, adventure, strange beasts, and oddball characters, and comedians with New Zealand accents, then oh boy, have I got just the show for you. The Fate of Bison is a podcast that has, wait for it, all of those things. Remember those things I mentioned? It's got all of them! Now go listen to The Fate of Bison because it's good and you deserve good things. Fate of Bison a proud member of the Necropodicon Network. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce, easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.